Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? I'm really, really happy to be here today. I am in Prague, and the reason why I am recording today's episode is because it's been like what it's felt like forever without recording. But also, this experience traveling by myself currently reminded me of why I absolutely love it in the first place and it's become such an important part of me and such a crucial aspect more than an aspect a tool that I have utilized throughout my teens and my young adulthood to better know myself to better understand the world around me to feel connected to culture the environment people even though it's in a different geographical context such as other countries when you're traveling so today we're going to talk about solo traveling as a female in the west because there's many different ways in which we can travel i think it varies from place to place from person to person from budget to budget but i have found a few um kind of generic aspects that have enriched my solo traveler experience and today I'm going to talk about a few of them. Some of them are quite intuitive or things that I kind of learned the hard way that are kind of the things that I should have written down when when my mom was giving me pep talks every time I was packing and I just ignored it. Um, <laughs> and other things are things that I kind of have discovered along the way Um, whether it was when I was feeling really uncomfortable facing solitude, I was kind of feeling loneliness or I was simply kind of like seeking this feeling of, um, of feeling like I was stuck. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to get my mind elsewhere. I feel like solo traveling is an amazing opportunity to change your mental patterns as much as to reinforce them you know it's like the classic thing that says that if you want to if you're after like escaping something or whatever you at the end of the day bring yourself and your demons and ghosts and yourself with you so I think that solo traveling can be quite confrontational but it can also be such an amazing opportunity to reframe so much of our current lives and it could be I mean to me it's usually a sacred space where I can either go deeper and feel like I'm more in touch with myself or you know if I'm feeling quite lonely in the world I also have the opportunity to um to kind of like connect to people to different people to me and to places and everything so I kind of like experience a heightened um a heightened feeling of connectedness to everything and everybody around me so if you are considering traveling by yourself this year or sometime soon or sometime in the near future if you feel like you might need a little break from your current life or you need to 
um, you need some time by yourself. You want to treat yourself to some solo time. I think solo traveling is such an amazing experience. And funny enough, I have felt it were in when I'm in in um, situations where I am by myself. I think it's about how you make the most out of like how how you want the experience to be like if you have the social battery then it can be like the most social and amazing experience because you're by yourself and you're kind of more open and willing to meet people and say yes to things or it can be like the most meaningful and introspective solo time that you probably will have in a while if or maybe for the first time in your life I have experienced both scenarios so that's why I think that every single Uh, traveling experience um, varies and it's different and unique and beautiful but I think that when we approach each experience it's all about the intention that we give to our séjour, to our little getaway no matter how small it is no matter if it's to a town next to yours if it's a day trip if it's um, a visit to your local cafe <laughs> sorry sorry I kind of exaggerated with that but no matter if it's something local ba- local based or if it's something international um, somewhere else abroad I think that it's all about the intention that we give um, and kind of sit down and reflect what we want out of our trip when I started traveling by myself I didn't really There were moments when I was like, okay, I know that I want to go to this place and I know I want to see these places, these buildings, these galleries, these museums, these universities, Um, but that was it, you know, and I didn't really, mm, I didn't really frame what I wanted to get out of the experience beyond just seeing something or being there, which is also great, but I think that by kind of knowing if we want to utilize our social battery if we want to you know get some personal insight from there cultivate some solitude um, make peace with solitude reframe our you know um, our ideas about talking to strangers you know whatever whatever it is I think approaching our um, our time traveling by ourselves um is really really useful especially when I mean the more intentional we make it the I feel like the more we get out of there and when we have things clear to an extent I think it's really easy to stick to those ideas that we initially have even though they might evolve even though even though maybe halfway through we're like actually you know what I don't really feel like talking to anybody I just want to sit down and read or take photos and eat by myself, that's fine. Um, But something that I did, that I have been doing during the last few years, and particularly during this trip, was to make everything as intentional as, as possible, knowing what I wanted to get out of each traveling experience. It's mostly intangible things, like most things that I talk about in this podcast. It's like intangible stuff. So I invite you, (laughs) it's like kind of like my first giveaway it's intent what what's the intention behind our little sejour what do we want out of it 
so far my time in Prague has been mind-blowing. I had no idea I was going to love this city so much, this city and country. I've been learning so much about the history, the culture, the food. Um, I've been talking to people from here and I've also been learning some of the ghost stories that people believe in and that have been carried through uh, storytelling throughout the centuries. It's mostly kind of like based on like folk tales and legends and yeah, local local history and some spooky twist. And it's been such such an amazing way of knowing a place. I think I think it had been a very long time since I was surprised <laughs> in the best way possible. Um, since I found myself absolutely loving a place that I did not expect to love and I initially you know had like this list of things that I wanted to get out of my time here you know most of the stuff was uh, things that I needed to complete or uh, work on or finish but since I found myself absolutely loving every single corner of this city I have been devoted to devour the city and and everything around it and I'm just fascinated by it and so that was a really nice uh kind of like um a pleasant plot twist and it truly inspired me to yeah to kind of like reconnect to the principles that I I guess my my traveling ethos and think about it and um talk to my friends about it because I currently have friends who are traveling as well and we love sharing kind of experiences and tips and everything so if you are thinking of solo traveling this once again it's your sign something that I adore about talking to people when I'm by myself is getting to know their stories especially if they're usually my age I I'm just always so struck by seeing how similar our feelings are how similar youth can be in many ways just like the experience of being young what being young encompasses you know like those feelings of like confusion and like euphoria and like um, desire but also anxiety for the future or for the past and yeah, I, I've been talking for the past few days that I've been in Prague to people from here. I've just been so inspired by people's stories and that kind of made me reframe the importance that storytelling has in my own life. And honestly, like seeing how storytelling has carried humans through centuries, like that's just mind blowing to me. And getting to know a place through its, you know, storytellings whether that's like ghost stories or, or or literature or poetry or whatever it is I think that's such an enriching way of getting to know a place so when it comes to like culture or you know discovering a place or enriching your knowledge I would say find things that interest you whether that's your field of expertise whether that's a hobby that you have whether that's just an interest you know whatever it is find something related to your field of interest or expertise and learn how that translates in the culture you're 
in. For example, in my case, I'm really fascinated by radio, by audiovisual things, literature, film, you know, culture related things. <laughs> I guess, you know, in a very generic way, whenever I go to a place and I see how people practice, for example, experimental photography or cinema or how they make certain craft or, you know, whatever it is, no matter how simple or complicated it is, I think it's just one of the most like enriching experiences and like that just automatically boosts your um kind of like gives you some sort of feeling of accomplishment kind of like learning these things while also you're enriching a field that you are interested in either professionally or just by hobby I think kind of trying to find things that concern something present in your life I think that's a great way of expanding our own knowledge on a certain thing on a certain field while we discover a place and of course we learn about the culture the mindset the the storytelling component of where we are at the more that we see and the more that we absorb and the more inspiration that we find um the heavier in the best way the more complete the heavier our baggage our cultural baggage gets and in my case I feel like I'm always enriching my fields of passion of expertise of everything just because I respect and admire other how other cultures do things and I have like this endless curiosity to learn about it. So don't be shy or don't be scared of sounding dumb or feeling like a child again. Be curious. That's one of the best things you can get in touch with while you're traveling. Your curiosity and it's simultaneously, it's kind of like a way to be in touch with your inner child, being curious, asking questions. I love that about traveling, how curiosity can sort of be our compass and lead us to incredible places, experiences, or people. With that being said, solo traveling is wonderful and magical. However, we must also be quite realistic when it comes to the fact that women traveling by themselves are unfortunately more vulnerable. Not every single country, I mean, all countries have different ways of embracing women and solo travelers. Um, this is why I'm exclusively talking about the West in this case. Um, we must be quite aware of the cultural sensitivities and everything. But um, when it comes to the practical things, I think we must always 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 have with us access to internet which is either a sim card or downloading i recently um discovered this feature on maps so we go into the maps app and then you press on the icon that holds your account and your name and everything and then you press on where it says maps without wi-fi or out of connection or something like that and then you choose the city that you want to download um and then you can use it without using your data or if you don't have any data which i would not recommend um you can still have your maps app and it's so handy make sure that 
you have some way of staying communicated, whatever it happens, make sure that you have data on you. I know that it's kind of a pain in the ass dealing with like SIM cards and like, you know, if you're not in, a, in an airport where you can easily get one, I know it's kind of like a hassle thinking of that, but it's truly so worth it having access to not just the internet, but like knowing that in case of anything, you have your phone and you can use it for an emergency or for whatever comes up. That has given me so much more it's made me feel so much more secure within my environment and everything just having access to I guess yeah having data (laughs) it just it just boils down to having data have data bring an extra a spare sim card with you in case I recently had this horrible thing happen to me where I had my two sim cards on the back of my phone one of them was my French number and the other one was my New Zealand number which by the way, both of both of them I still use because they're linked to my bank accounts. So, you know, sometimes from time, from time to time, the bank would send me like a code to my New Zealand number and then I would need to change the SD card and, you know, whatever. It was kind of like not the handiest thing ever, but I mean, it worked pretty well. But then I had them on the back of my phone and then I remember when I took the other SIM card out, both of them fell because they were... Anyway... It was absolutely heartbreaking because, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a spare and I was in neither of those countries and it was really annoying and it gave me so much anxiety. So if you're traveling, make sure that you have your the SIM card where you have data. Even, I mean, if that's the one that you use back home, bring a spare one or if you're going to change your SIM card, make sure you keep your SIM card safe. And once you have the new one, well, I mean, you can have a spare or I don't know, just keep the other one safe. Like, but, but, but make sure that you're not disconnected, that you're not incommunicated. Then we have, um, within the same section of basics slash essential things that you might already know, it's kind of like intuitive, but also things that I need to remind myself constantly because Otherwise, it feels like I'm incomplete. When you're traveling, definitely bring your passports, passports, your passport or your passports. I don't know how many passports you have, but bring your IDs and everything. But something that I that I've seen people do, and I don't know if I do this because I was raised in Mexico in a country where you can't really I mean, you'd be really dumb if you bring with you your wallet with every single ID, with every single card, with all your cash. You know what I mean? Like you would just not do that because of safety reasons. So I always bring with me, you know, like an ID, a card or some cash and that's it. You know, now that we can pay with our phones, I usually pay on my phone instead of bringing my card with me. But don't bring everything with you all at once. Like if you're leaving your accommodation and you're packing up, um, don't bring everything with you. Um, I've seen so many cases of friends and people I know and people I've heard of those like nightmare stories that you hear of some from time to from time to time, you know, of people getting their purse stolen or, you know, whose passports just like are left in like the Uber or, you know, you leave your bag unattended and then you forget about it at the supermarket, you know, just like things like that where you don't want to have all your stuff 
gone from just like a single hmm you know what I mean like just have it like you don't want to have all your stuff gone if something happens to one of your items so definitely kind of like have different places where you keep things from your IDs to your cards to your money I would also suggest having with you spare debit or credit card with you at least one of them at least maybe the one that you use the most or the emergency one or the most important one definitely have a spare because also something that happens in some places is that the ATMs some like some people are used to having when they take money out of the ATMs like some people are used to getting the money first and then receiving their card but some other people are used to receiving the card first and then getting the money so when that happens in a country where it operates the opposite of what they're used to they usually take the money and then they forget about the credit card so this has happened so many times it's never happened to me before but so many of my friends have had this um happen to them so bring a spare card with you or if you use your phone then that's honestly such a lifesaver in that case because um, imagine getting your card lost at the beginning of your trip. Something that I probably don't have like the moral authority to say right now but something that I am so proud of myself for doing last year last summer when I was traveling um, actually two some like last summer and the summer before in New Zealand is traveling with a backpack um, or traveling light that was my plan for this trip however it's the winter time here and I just didn't manage to fit everything in my camping bag so I brought a suitcase with me and I mean even though it's not the lightest I still kind of keep my essentials and every single time my essential list looks different but um, traveling light is honestly one of the best things you can do especially as a, fe- as a solo female traveler you know the easier you manage to like move around if you can carry your bag you know if you're traveling by train by plane by by bus if you're gonna be walking a lot with your bag you know I think it's so um I think it provides more security feeling you know having your hands free feeling like you can actually I mean you're able to carry your stuff no matter what I think that's another reason why the intentional um sort of like having the intention behind or what we knowing what we want to get out of a trip is really important because we kind of know what we are going to pack as well so yeah traveling light is definitely a um an aspect that I feel enhances the experience of traveling by yourself because I mean I I did feel way safer and like less vulnerable than right now that I have like this suitcase and then my bag and then my purse you know what I mean so I mean if if it's within your possibilities if it's within your um (laughs) yeah your camping but I don't know uh definitely try to stick to your essentials try to make a list and repack and repack and downsize and um yeah that looks different for everybody and sometimes we might be able to fit everything in a bag sometimes we need um a suitcase and that's fine but um yeah it's it definitely feels less overwhelming with the less things that we have because it's less to worry about as well something else that I discovered with time when it comes to 
leisure activities or things that we do for pleasure when traveling is that I remember when I was younger and when I started traveling when I was a teenager um, during the summers, for example, was that I, for example, during the evenings or, you know, if I was about myself and I was in a cafe or somewhere else at a restaurant having dinner or in a park or wherever wherever I was I would spend I would kind of like use that time of waiting you know either for my food or um, for my ride or for whatever it is that I was waiting like on my phone I would be scrolling on social media which there's nothing wrong about it but I started discovering some more proactive ways of utilizing that solitude or that space by yourself if you choose to do so and that has been painting I know that I talk about this all the time and you're gonna be like Barbara could you just like please stop talking about your watercolors you're not even that good I (laughs) my life changed when I started watercoloring for real and when I funny enough when I am by myself is when I enjoy watercoloring the most and when I am watercoloring for example in like a cafe or at the beach or at the park there's always going to be somebody that stops and is just like you know or either says something or you know it's it's I don't I have not really seen that many people you don't really see a lot of people doing it whenever I see somebody doing it at like museums or something like I'm also that person who's just like staring at what they're doing (laughs) um so that's another kind of that's another point of conversation with others and it's also an activity that grounds you into the present moment it's an activity that enables you to use your senses and your creativity and your focus and your cognitivity you know all these things I do find it such like it's so much better than scrolling on my phone when I'm traveling just because I feel like when I am on my phone when I'm traveling I don't feel like I am like I'm I'm in touch with that enriching solo solitude experience anymore you know I feel like I'm back in this loop that I wanted to escape in in for in the first place when I decided to travel and then I'm back again in this loop and I'm back again stimulating these thoughts of like you know whatever it is that social media causes sometimes and so kind of replacing my scroll time during my travels has made traveling and solitude if I choose to be in solitude so much more enriching and fun and proactive and healthy as well so doing watercolors has been amazing also writing you know just having like a little notebook where you write your thoughts or you write yeah what you see what you learn I love going to museums and like when I see something that I like I read it down and or, you know, like those like descriptions that they have of like the art in the room or whatever. And if something speaks to you, you write it down, you know, kind of like keeping record of what stimulates you. It's such an amazing way of kind of keeping track. I mean, I've said keeping track twice, but it's such an amazing way of having like this like inventory of experiences that have been stimulating you or expanding you in a certain way because even though they make sense in the moment and 
we feel like we're soaking them in when we're traveling we are confronted with so many things and we're so overstimulated that some things might fade away so when we write write them down and we're you know at night or months or years after and we look at that we're like oh wow yeah that's true you know maybe you forget about something so that's also something that I've been loving from yeah it's kind of like keeping this like inventory of experiences and simple things and more complicated things or whatever it is keeping it in a tangible form as well as scrapbooking scrapbooking is something that I really want to get into this year I started doing it. I remember I bought a notebook when I was 17 and I was um, studying French in the summer. I found this moleskin notebook. That's the brand. It's my favorite notebook brand. And I had my Polaroid with me. So I decided that I wanted to do scrapbooking and kind of illustrate the notebook with the Polaroids that I would take. So it kind of like became this like, treasure hunt where I would bring my camera and you know I would keep all the receipts and I would keep all the funky um artsy flyers that I would see around and like the the train bus tickets like everything and 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 I would draw things on and I would have like my friends like doodle stuff like you know it's like five-year-old classic scrapbooking but then I remember I thought it was like quite cute and I was having lots of fun with it. But then I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of like done with scrapbooking. So I kind of left it behind. And then years after, only recently, I found that notebook again. And it brought me so many memories and it made me so grateful that I kept track of those things because it happens to be the first time that I was by myself, fully by myself. And it inspired me so much to do that again and to be curious about the world around me and to kind of reconnect to that very young spirit to the young free spiritness spiritedness of being 17 anyway that was my rant about scrolling or not scrolling that much when you're traveling so stepping back from your regular dopamine dose from social media and get a little bit crafty get a little bit hands-on with some art tools or with some notebooks or you know whatever it is get creative something that might be quite obvious to many of you is moving away from food chains and stepping into local owned things not just to boost the, the local economy, but also to expand your palate. And I mean, I know that it sounds really intuitive, but I have seen people still, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's like a generational thing. I don't, you know, some people might say that it has to do with wealth as well. I don't really know and I must disagree. I don't really think it's about how like about your budget or anything. I have seen people in wonderful places where food is incredible and the culture is so fascinating and open and friendly and inviting and people still have McDonald's Starbucks burger. You know, I'm so sorry for roasting those massive 
corporations. I'm so sorry. Guilty. But honestly, moving away from that is the best thing we can do when we are abroad. Because, I mean, yes, they're everywhere. And yes, you might be used to them. But you're in a different place. And it's being in a different place. It's such an amazing opportunity to try different things. And yeah, expand your... Uh, <laughs> your flavor inventory or, you know, support the local economy. And it's also a great way, again, the intuitive stuff to learn about the culture and talk to local people and ask them things and, you know, get some tips and tricks on the place and, you know, all those things. I, I know that it's really obvious, but Moving away from those massive food chains or, you know, those massive like businesses, enterprises is honestly one of the smartest things you can do and one of the ways in which you will feel like you are somewhere else out and beyond in the world. Okay, something that I discovered, well, it's it's not even a discovery, but something that I became so passionate about is biking, okay? <laughs> biking... Whether it's in the wild, I started doing it, of course, in New Zealand um, because of my first solo trip right after a breakup. I went to I went down the south to the mountains and I hired a bike for like the whole day. And I did like this massive eight hour bike ride in the mountains and everything. And ever since I have just become so enamored with biking, not even like. I don't even know it. It's not even like truly like mountain biking or extreme biking. It's just biking as a whole, like biking as an activity, biking as a means of transportation, <laughs> biking as a religion. Okay. Biking has enabled me to explore so many different places in such a fun way to do so. The most recent, well, I mean, I biked yesterday here in Prague and it was incredible it was really fun I saw so many things but the other most recent experience biking was actually in Mexico City my natal city can I say natal city in English my hometown <laughs> my hometown I don't even think natal is a word I'm so sorry my hometown um my hometown is quite chaotic and it's one of the busy, busiest and most inhabited cities in the entire world. So it was quite intimidating biking in the city. However, I managed to do so and enjoy it. And now I'm absolutely obsessed. And whenever I go to Mexico City, I bike for hours throughout the city. And I absolutely love it. And it's also, it's become a passion of mine to fight um people like the taxi drivers and people on the streets when they yeah when they kind of pretend like they don't see bikers but anyway um biking it's such an amazing way of seeing places and usually I mean everywhere every single place that you go is I mean if it's like a big city or a small town whatever it is but in most cities cities around the place I've seen bikes you know like either like they rent the bikes or there's like bike tours or there's like biking groups and it's usually quite like it's quite affordable most of the time especially if I don't know if they're electric bikes or regular bikes um I enjoy doing both there's something that I adore about just a regular bike just an all regular bike um but yeah I see I think it's such an affordable 
uh, activity. And it's something, of course, that keeps you active. You see places. You're very focused in the moment. Like, you know, like your whole, your awareness is drawn into the present moment. Therefore, you don't think of anything else other than what you're seeing. And I think that's incredible, especially when traveling or when discovering a place for the first time. Because sometimes when we're walking on the streets or we're seeing something, only a certain, to a a certain extent, only... Our brains only hold a certain capacity to take in all the information that's in front of them. If it's like a massive castle or if it's like a beautiful lush forest or if it's just a little cathedral or an an incredible fresco on the wall, only some of that information will go into the, in, into your brain before it goes back to the monkey mind of like you thinking of whatever and remembering things and kind of like blurring what's in front of you with what's in your head so i feel like biking is one of those activities that just brings your awareness into and your senses and everything into what's going on and so i find it like such a fun way to explore a place and kind of like actually engage with the with the space so biking has become something that I, I I have absolutely been loving and for the longest time I was just like I mean biking is usually for like you know for like older <laughs> like older tourists or you know like mountain bikers or people who bike to work every day like I don't do that it's maybe not for me I'm not a biker I'm not a biker I never did it because I never like gave myself the label of like oh I'm this and that but that's kind of like the point that's kind of like the fun in it like you do not need to be a professional or you don't need to be doing it every day to try it once while you're traveling to see something new biking is definitely something so fun that I've been employing when I'm traveling and when I'm home even uh so fun um and also I would say that something that I used to do all the time in this line of like activities was Airbnb experiences. This is something that I did back in the day when I felt really shy, really anxious thinking about like approaching somebody or talking to somebody randomly. And I went on the Airbnb app and you know, there's this like section where they have experiences, which is pretty much people from the place that you're at hosting different activities, whether it's like runs, bike tours, um, cultural stuff, arts and crafts, um, walking tours, you know, whatever it is, and you meet them up. It's usually more affordable than other companies. And it's usually also like kind of like younger people doing it or independent people like freelancers and stuff. And you would go into this like these like Airbnb experiences with other travelers or by yourself and it's kind of like aligned to like more authentic experiences. So I I remember that I used to love that so much. It used to be really fun. I kind of stopped doing it after COVID because I, for some reason, started meeting people randomly like on the streets or, or in, I don't know, just like in different places or friends of mine would send me off with their other friends or, you know, but, um, but if I was somewhere random, Last time that I did it, I was in Hong Kong. Oh my goodness, this is actually such a horrible story. This is a horror story that... Okay, another tip for you for Airbnb experiences. I was in Hong Kong 
all by myself and I had this Airbnb experience of like a photo shoot back in the day (laughs) back in the day I used to be obsessed with photo shoots now I think it's kind of bizarre but usually the people who would do my photo shoots were of course men so (laughs) so I remember I had this photo shoot with this guy it was like a really casual photo shoot it was just like walking around some um some neighborhoods in Hong Kong like the bohemian artistic um sort of neighborhoods and taking photos and you know whatever there were flea markets and it was it was quite cool it was it was kind of quirky areas so it was really really fun but I met up with this guy who was the photographer and it was just him and I and he started kind of insinuating and saying kind of like implying that you know he was suggesting me to go back to his place to edit the photos quote-unquote which is something that doesn't usually happen. It's like the photo- like Airbnb experiences have a time limit. You know, it's it, it usually says on the description how long it takes. And it's happened to me actually multiple times where I'm on an Airbnb experience and male photographers, I'm not even joking. I wish I was exaggerating, but easily. And it's kind of embarrassing to accept that I used to do this a lot for my for my photos. But um, so many, like most of those experiences ended up in me having to leave the right in the spot because I was feeling so uncomfortable and so threatened by these insinuations and these comments about, you know, let's go like let's go back back to my place we can edit the photos or you know whatever and I remember I was in Hong Kong and this guy he was quite he was a little bit of a douche I'm not gonna lie he gave me that impression and by the way his photos were overexposed and horribly taken however there were a couple that I really liked and of course I was kind of excited to see them and so he was kind of like really pushy throughout the whole thing and then towards the end I was just like you know what, like, I'm out of here. I'm actually kind of, I didn't say that I was uncomfortable. I still was a little bit scared to say, to be really direct, but I made it pretty obvious that I was not keen and that I just wanted to leave. And so I left and he was like, Hey, Barbara, like, would you please like write me a review? No, 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 no. You know, and usually you write the reviews once you get your, your, your final product. If it's photos, once you get your photos sent, you can rate the experience and make a public comment. And then I just didn't think about it. And I was like, I mean, yeah, absolutely, for sure. You know, and I wrote this comment saying like, oh, it was really fun. Great, whatever. And then he never sent me the photos again, which is literally what I paid for. So that was really kind of, it was really disgusting on his part. And it was quite obvious that he was kind of upset. There's two scenarios. Either he was really upset or the photos were shit and I'm pretty sure it was probably both because he was bragging about being like this like commercial um, commercial like filmmaker, director sort of thing. We both went to the New York Film Academy and he was like raving about it. And then I saw I was like, oh, can I see like the photo from your camera? And he showed me the photo and it was overexposed and horrible. And it was not just the first one, which is kind of like, you know, when you're trying it out, it was like when he kept like pushing through he was just oh we need to like you know like lightroom lightroom them and like you know that's usually how it goes and I'm like no mate that's not usually how it goes like you're not even a good photographer anyway kind of like some horror stories of that sort when it came to in my case always 
happened with male photographers on the Airbnb experiences. However, all the other experiences that I <laughs> that I had with local people or with um, expats who lived in the city and were sort of like locals by then, they've always been so much fun, especially when they were with other travelers. And it was like walking tours or certain activities or um, cooking related things. It was, yeah, it was usually quite fun and they're also quite affordable. So I would definitely suggest looking at activities of that sort, you know, like your local bike tours or the Airbnb experiences or, you know, there's sometimes like those walking tours that there are certain cities who do like free walking tours on specific times or, you know, whatever sort of tours. I think that's a great way of either meeting people or seeing the city in a different way or if you want to avoid uh, crowds, you can find some more personalized or even individual tours. So that's always really fun and I do enjoy that a lot. I unfortunately don't do Airbnb photo shoots because I've been harassed by most of the male photographers that I worked with, but that's how, actually that's why we should support our female photographers, our fellow female photographers doing freelance work. So yeah, make sure that you know who you're going with and if you know that you feel more comfortable with a woman leading the <laughs> the experience or the activity, go find somebody and, you know, support a female doing their work. So when it comes to wrapping up the basics and probably the episode is based on on an epiphany that I had a few days ago, actually, when I was flying to Vienna. So I stopped telling my parents everything about my travels when I started traveling more when I moved overseas and you know I was doing my own thing and I I remembered the importance of having a person or people who you are who have the information of where you're staying at or um, the flights that you're traveling in a few days ago I was flying to Vienna (laughs) and I I had the most horrible flight of my life. It was terrifying, okay? It was so scary. I think it was because of the weather conditions, natural. And I'm, I mean, I'm pretty used to turbulencias, you know? I'm pretty used to like bad weather conditions, especially from living in New Zealand. Landing in Wellington just made you wonder absolutely and question every single thing that you had done in your entire life when you were landing like it just made me every single time promise to the universe to god to whoever was up there to please forgive me and i would make a commitment about being a better person if i ended up alive after the flight you know what i mean like it was terrifying but that was like during the landing but this time it was in the air when everything was fine i was listening i was listening to music i knew that we were going to go through like a patch of like really thick clouds and um and fog so I put on my headphones and I was fine (laughs) but then the plane started moving so much so so much that people started screaming and yelling and it was absolutely horrible it it felt like it lasted forever it probably lasted for like 45 seconds but like continuously that's still quite a bit Like, like that's a lot of time for really intense extremely intense turbulence and and people screaming you know what I mean like I was 
sure that that probably we were gonna crash it was terrifying anyway in that moment I was like oh my goodness my parents don't know where I'm at like they don't know that I'm on an airplane they don't know where I'm going they don't have any information if something happens to me right now it will be absolutely devastating and horrible for them to find like to not know where I am at or to find out that I was in a plane you know what I mean I had this like massive anxiety and it just it just got worse knowing that I didn't tell my parents so in that moment like once we happily landed I messaged my dad and I told him and I was like I'm so sorry that I didn't tell you guys from now on I will tell you again like I will send you my bus tickets my plane tickets my you know the address to my accommodation um and yeah that's it so I think that if you if there's somebody just you know just in case we don't want to know we don't want them to ever have to use that information but for safety reasons if it's a friend if it's your partner if it's your family your your teacher (laughs) your pet whoever it is send your address your plane tickets your you know your whatever to somebody like have that kind of like in a um let them have some information some recent information of where you're at of your yeah of the place that you're at of just in case you know it's really handy on the same note also something that changed my life was having an album on my phone called important documents <laughs> Where I have a copy of everything that I bring with me. Cards, my passport, my driver's license, my international driver's license slash the translation, um, my student card, you know, things like that. Bring everything always on your phone with you. Because, I mean, yes, you're not going to bring your your passport with you every time that you come out. But sometimes, you know, you need your passport number. Sometimes you're booking something and you know you yeah you need the number or you you show the passport copy to somebody and then that's it or you're at a museum and you forgot your card but you have a photo of your student id so they give you the discount you know whatever it is just have a folder in your phone or you know some secret app where you keep everything because it's always so handy to bring that because if you can avoid bringing all this stuff with you from having that on your phone it's definitely way of a better alternative having everything in your phone just in case you know so that's everything I have for today I actually had so much fun talking about this and it makes me happy that I'm recording this in Prague um thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for making it through with me on 2024 if this is your first time listening and you enjoyed the episode make sure you rate it on spotify and apple podcasts and you share it with somebody special i would love to know your experiences traveling by yourself if you have and if you have any tips that i did not include in this episode i would love to hear from you because it's something that i just keep enriching and trying out every single time so I would love to hear back from you and yeah make sure you're following me on at Amora podcast or at Bimbarella with double l and thank you so much for listening I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week happy February happy 2024 still happy new year <laughs> I hope this here brings you some wholesome and incredible travel. 
and I will see you very soon on the next episode. Take care. Peace and love.